0: And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. It is 8.05 of the Mike Kelter Show. It's 1025 to the bone. In the studio with us, you'll get to see a great band tonight, the Lords of 52nd Street. They're at the Capitol Theater. Tickets are uh, on sale, and I would not wait to walk up. I would go to rutheckerhall.com and buy them. The show is tonight at the uh, Capitol in Clearwater. And uh, Liberty DeVito is here with us. Liberty is the former drummer for the Billy Joel band, but has played with a lot of bands over the years. You know well, yeah, yeah, Joe, turn it on. Well, yeah, there's an on off button on it right there. Oh. Sorry, well, I just was trying to tell Liberty off the air that we're still experimenting with the guest mic. Yeah, there I, you go. I didn't realize there was
1: an on off yeah. switch on the mic. Um, no, I'm a
0: drummer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Drummer. <laughs> we don't
1: use on off switches. Right, right. Just I understand. on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: when you say uh, uh, how did you introduce I, well, formerly of the Billy Joel God. band but has played with everybody
1: yes but what I say is and and it after me and Billy parted ways, it saved my neck when somebody told me he goes. No, you don't say formally anymore. Oh. You say you're the guy that Billy Joel chose to help create those unforgettable records, uh. and those amazing tours. Right, my bad. I,
0: my bad, my I'll, bad. I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, one of the things that I found interesting in watching, I think it was the hired gun documentary, is that you know these guys, Billy and and that error. We're such Beatles fans, and they still still love Paul McCartney, still love the opportunity to play with a Beatle. When you had the opportunity, or, or uh, Billy had the opportunity, I think it was to work with George Martin, didn't he want Billy to hire a new band? Yeah, and was. Billy said, no, I got a band.
1: He was going to produce the album, uh, which eventually became the Stranger album. right? And um, George Martin came out to see us play, and he said, yeah, I want to work with you, Billy. And uh, he says... But I want to use studio musicians in the studio. And Billy said, love me, love my band. And right. turned them down.
0: That's a very, I mean, I, that's hard to do because you have such a love for the Beatles and here an opportunity to work with one of the best producers in the history of music right. and to, to be as loyal as you are to the band and believe in the band, but yet later on to make a complete 180 and leave you guys in the dust
1: well the question always was was when did it go from love me love
0: my band to get the hell out of my dressing room? <laughs> <laughs> I, I you know I have worked with groups of people over the years and I'm very much a, 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 I believe in loyalty and at least honesty with the people who I know I'm lucky I know I'm here because of the people around me so you should have the respect for them Somebody, I mean, we all know, so Billy went through this uh, situation where he was getting robbed by his management. Oh, yeah. Was he so blind with anger at that point that that is what we blame for this? Or was his ego out of control? Or was somebody in his ear going, you know, you don't need this, man? Well, that's what happens. People get in his ear and they
1: say things. Um, The the situation with me was... uh, it was a he said, she said thing okay. while we parted ways uh, where he should have come up to me and said, is it true what somebody told me that you said?
0: What I was it? Can you tell us or is it too I, private?
1: It's, it's too private. Okay, It's but, a personal
0: thing or yeah. a talking thing, a rumor thing? Somebody said something in a room that I was sitting in. Okay. And instead of coming to you and saying, is it Did true? Did you say you that? that? Yeah. yeah.
1: He'd, or I should have stopped his car in his driveway and said, what's going on here? But we didn't because we're both hardheads and, and, and you know. So what I did though was I wrote a book. By the way, did you say it? Did it? No, I didn't okay. say <laughs> it. <I
0: don't> <laughs>
1: Actually, my ex-wife was the one that said it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, um, uh, I wrote a book, and I could have thrown a lot of people under the bus because yeah. I was really pissed off after all that happened. Sure. But I didn't. I kind of tried to look through, at life through Billy Joel's shoes, standing in Billy Joel's shoes. You See know. what he has to deal with. Yeah. He's yeah. had a career for over 50 years, and um, you know, sometimes you have to part ways with people. It's hard. But there's a right way to do it. And there is a right, right way to do it. do it. It made me very and
0: angry when I watched the, uh, the, the Gun documentary to hear you talk about it yeah. and to find out that you you were hearing about on the radio that Billy was going on to the tour and he didn't even have the decency to call you and right. I'm very you're a Brooklyn guy right yes I'm a Staten Island guy I, I'm an Italian I have a, I have very much a when I don't when I have a problem with you I will come up to you and I will say to you in a nice way I will say this is why I'm mad at you is this true is it 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 makes my life better I can right. sleep better at night and I would think that somebody that was that loyal to me for all these years and responsible for our, uh, some of my success, I'd have the decency to say to them, "This is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing." Right, and yeah. that's got to hurt a lot. It did. It, it, it did hurt because I didn't know. I didn't have closure. I went and
1: met him in front of lawyers. His lawyers are my lawyers. Right. You know, people say I was suing him for royalties. I wasn't. It was the internet stuff. You know, the the. Um, uh, inter- but suing him for royalties doesn't make you a bad person. You want no, what's owed to you. It was intellectual property. Okay. Those things. So, um, but when we met, I just met when we finally ended the uh, conversation he said to me he said you you don't want my money you're not here for my money i said no i'm not i'm just here because of what you did yeah that's i just want to know what happened right 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 now
0: do you now when you hear this news that he's going out do you have an opportunity to call him or do you just are you so angry you're like no i'm not like do you like i'd want to call him and go what what are we doing what's going on here but you know no no um he changed his
1: number a lot. Okay, yeah. so he, he had, yeah. I called the tour manager, the guy that you know was the connection, right? The liaison between it. the two. Yeah. and
0: they, they played dumb. You know, that's scummy business. It, it really, really is. is. It Sucks. Yeah. So so, uh, so now I, I'm in the mafia. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> guys are a lot nicer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the entire time that you were on tour and doing albums and all this stuff, are you working with other artists at the time, or are you now just just Billy's guy? When
1: I was working with Billy?
0: Yeah. Oh no, we um I recorded with Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in his studio, did a meatloaf record. Oh really? Yeah. Um All during those years. Snow, yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah, lots so, of stuff. But, but were you a Big Beatles fan? Always. So when you get that call that you're gonna play on a Paul McCartney, I mean is that the greatest thing in the world? Let me tell
1: you something. They wouldn't tell me who it was. They just said, you have to come to the studio. So you're doing, so
0: they're just hiring you as a studio musician. Okay. So you have no idea who's going to look at the sheet music and play. Oh, yeah. No, sheet music. I don't don't read music. Uh, I'm one of those musicians that that never learned how to read. But,
1: um. Yeah, so on the way to the studio, uh, you know, now I finally find out it's Paul McCartney. I'm thinking, well, what does he want with me? He doesn't yeah. know who I am. He's a Beatle, you know. What right. I mean? As soon as I get there, you know, we get there, set up the drums and everything. And the first one to walk in is, is his wife Linda, mm-hmm. who was right at the time. She points right at me. and says, "I know who you are. We've been watching the videos." Oh, really? Like, oh my God! Mm. And then he walks in, and I'm telling you, the Red Sea party. Yeah, yeah, right. that's Paul McCartney. I shook his hand. He said hi. I introduced myself to him, and I backed out of the studio and. T- Talk to myself and said, you have to calm down. you got to compose yourself. (laughs) I was nuts. You can blow this whole gig right now. Right now, you can blow it. Ringo was even worse. I met Ringo, and I said to Ringo, I said, you know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And he said, well, at
0: least you're not blaming me for it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's settle this once for all. Galvin is back at the studio. Galvin is the drummer. Galvin, and uh, we talk about his, uh, Ringo, great drummer or not a great drummer? Great, great, great. song drummer, yes, song drummer. You know,
1: it's, you rate drummers, people love to rate drummers as great by how fast they play. Yeah, like. Right, right. Like you know, uh, right, I love Buddy Rich.
0: My thing is, is he's technically not a great drummer. Like if you put him against somebody like a Dave Weckel or somebody like that, he's technically not a great drummer. But you said it perfectly. Great for the song, he plays to the song, and he plays beats that people would not normally play, and that makes it interesting and stuff. So he was he was perfect for the Beatles.
1: Well, see, I always say like uh, if you put you take uh, you two with Larry Mullen playing drums, right, and then you take Buddy Rich, you put. Uh, Larry Mullen in Buddy Rich's big band and you go like it <laughs> sucks <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> not it's not just work. sitting there but you put Buddy Rich in you too, and it's like oh let's get out of here this guy's overplaying uh, it's yeah. driving me nuts that's 100%. pretty funny that's 100%. funny uh,
0: Liberty DeVito is here with us I, I was telling Liberty off the air that in the years that he was there I must have seen you play live 20 times I mean I I was thinking so I was pretty poor when I was a kid, so it wasn't really until, like, the 90s that I started being able to go to concerts. And I was living in Florida, but I flew back for a weekend, and uh, Billy Joel was playing Giant Stadium, maybe 91, 92, that kind of time. And the only tickets we can get were Obstructed View behind the stage. Mm. And we're like, all right, we'll go. Well, they had no Obstructed View. We were literally right above the band, right behind you. And I was like, this is great. What more do we need to see? And the band played till they... The, at that day, I realized there's two things that I would like to do that I don't think I'll ever have the opportunity to do. And I've done a lot, I've reached a lot of goals. One is I will never get a curtain call at Yankee Stadium. I will never hit a home run and the crowd will cheer so hard for me that I have to come out and tip my hat. That I've, I've decided that I know that that'll never happen. The other thing, which I still have a small chance of happening, is there is nothing more amazing to me than hearing 80,000 people right. sing your song together with no music the first time i heard the crowded giant stadium sing piano man a cappella, i thought i can't even imagine what that must feel like i wrote this song on a napkin somewhere and eighty thousand people are singing it to me that's got to be wonderful. Oh, you know, it's funny. Every time we did that song, I used to look at Billy and I go, I can't believe you wrote this. You know?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I would imagine after doing it for a year or so, it's probably not as cool. But the first time that happens, I mean, just to see some, some you hear artists sometimes say, I see people singing my lyrics and the crowd it makes me feel good. But the first time you can stop the band playing and just listen to 80,000 people. It It is, it you get chills when it happens. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: because know, usually when you're playing the songs, you know, they're singing along with them. That's why when I used to mouth the words, when I used to, you know, you, you have to do the same drum fills. You have to do all because they're doing it right. in the crowd. You right, know? Right, right, If you don't do the you're drum fills, like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, uh, the one thing that I've seen, I've, I've seen the show like 20 times with, with your band, and with different bands. The one thing to me that's awful is... I mean, those stage jokes at the same time every night. I can tell you what's coming up. I mean, nobody leans in and says, "Hey, mix it up a little bit," or maybe not say this again. We've been doing this joke for twenty years. Yeah, well, it's what of the act. Yeah, right I know. It is so it's so awful. Um, but it is. It is uh, definitely. So now. So now, where do they find the new the new band? Like, how do you know who to trust and who to put these guys together? I mean, weren't they like a cover band or something? The band that Billy has, now. yeah. Yeah, they uh, did the play, Moving Out with Billy.
1: Okay. And, um, yeah, yeah, they, um, they co- like a cover band. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty Actually, much Actually, the it. Lords of 52nd Street, you know, it's myself, Rich Canada, who played all those sax solos right. on, on scenes and rock and roll. Uh, Russell Javers, who's with the band for a very long time, Fair, up yeah. to the bridge album. Um, and then we have a guy that does the Billy's parts. Okay. And bass, second keyboard, and guitar. We do the songs in the
0: original key of the album. Right, which Billy... Billy has dropped, dropped, at, at least a whole step or more. That's what happens when somebody gets a little older and they can't quite hit those notes anymore. Right, and right. there's
1: three of us that were on the
0: records, so we actually sound more like Billy Joel than Billy Joel <laughs> <laughs> is. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Now, you, you, um, how much writing was responsible from the band in the songs? Maybe not the lyrics, but the music and all that. Well, uh, Phil, Ramon was the
1: actual, Phil Ramon, our producer, yeah. was asked uh, what made Billy the phenomenon that he became and Phil said Billy wrote great songs and his band came up with great arrangements
0: yeah and that's hard to do i mean you got to you're trusting your your baby with the with you know you're giving it to somebody else and asking them to, to to help raise your baby and when it works it works wonderfully that's why i always say if billy's the father of those songs i was the uncle yeah, yeah. yeah. now we were saying off the air that you were saying if you didn't play on the records you wouldn't you probably wouldn't have bought them <laughs> were, you, <laughs> no. were you not i mean like were you not a fan of that genre of music what, what did you listen to when you were younger well before billy i
1: was listening to like cream and hendrix okay and all so like that heavier kind, stuff you know, which billy also always loved cream and hendrix too but he wasn't a Guitar player, it was hard to play like Foxy Lady on the piano
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like you're a church lady playing the organ, you know? Do you think that hurts Billy? Because um, uh, he did play guitar in, in the later years, right? Like in the late 80s, maybe one or two songs. The
1: guitar really
0: wasn't on up front. Right, it was just a, just a <laughs> That's yeah, the same yeah. as Mike playing bass. Uh, that is not true. I mm. play bass, um, just not very well. Uh, okay, so do you, like, I heard Howard Stern say to um, uh, Pete Townsend, Do you think that you have anger because you've written all these great songs, but you can't sing them? You have to give them to Roger to sing, and that's got to be frustrating for you a little bit. And I thought, here's a guy like Billy Joel who writes these great songs and plays that, but he's got to sit in front of this giant piece of wood, and he can't rock out like he wants you. That's got to be frustrating. Right, you can't pick it up and whip it around right, and turn right.
1: to the audience behind you.
0: No, no. Yeah, that's got
1: set... Well, you've seen the pianos all over the stage. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, so you can move... Well, I remember at that giant stadium concert, it started to rain a little bit, and he said, look, I can play an electric thing that won't lose tune, this may go out of tune, but I'd much prefer to do this. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes yeah. a little sense. Nobody <laughs> cared at that point. <laughs> nobody, uh, nobody cares. No, anymore. no, no. Uh, This is great. If you're a fan uh, of Billy Joel's music, these guys are tonight at the Capitol Theater, the Lords of 52nd Street. Uh, tickets have been on sale, so they are going quick. So if you want to go, you can go to com and buy them right now and see these original members of the old school uh, Billy Joel band. Now, now, you and Richie and uh, um, and now, who is the guy? There is one guy that still plays with him. The other horn guy, right? The other saxophone oh, player. Yeah, we won't mention. Oh, we again. don't like that guy. But yeah, I like to call him the uh, spineless jellyfish.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, but, but can I ask you this? How does he get to stay in the band? Does he turn on you guys, or or like why did he like keep that guy and get rid of the rest of the guys? He Kisses Billy in the right spot. Yeah, blood. yeah, I get you. I get you. Well, I mean, that's it's probably obvious to, to the people who know the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, I love it. I love your. You. You only get this kind of answers from a guy who's from Brooklyn. Um, uh, there was something else I want to ask you about. Uh, oh, the the guy who uh, took his own life. Yeah, Doug. Doug. Now uh, I learned about that from from hired gun. Yeah, and that was a very sad situation. And anybody who's been in in a you know, I I was doing radio for a while, and um, I got a big opportunity to to go to a radio station, and my wife was pregnant with my first child, and three months into it, I got fired, and I got fired. And I was like, I have a kid coming now. What am I going to do? It's a panic situation. And then you're worried, will I ever get back to the spot that I was in? Was that the situation with Doug where he's like, all I know is being in Billy Joel's band. Exactly. And that's been yanked away from me. That was exactly it. Um, He couldn't bear to go see... uh, He would come to see
1: us play because we were still there, me and Russell. And uh, and, uh, he couldn't bear to see
0: somebody else playing his parts that he created. Yeah. You know, Um, and it just got to him. I, I would imagine that's got to be very hard to, to do because especially when you're not necessarily the star in the band I mean even even uh, not Billy but even some of the other musicians uh, it's, it's hard to imagine what, you're gonna, what your next step is and you probably have to start over and, well,
1: you, and you it's know, still
0: carrying on without you. I had a lot of help from one person and uh,
1: I'm sad because she just passed away Ronnie Spector really. Oh yeah? Yeah she uh, took me under her wing I, I played with her for a long time and you know, we used to talk in her dressing room. She'd tell me about Phil Spector, and what she, what how he, what he did to her yeah. and
0: her career. And then we talk about Billy. You know, yeah. When you can relate to other people and see that they were still able to, yeah, to you know, thrive after after major changes, then. That's a that's a, a positive sign. Yeah, you got to keep going forward. It was very sad, but I got to tell you, that documentary really shed a lot of light on what a crappy business the music industry is. I mean, there, there are so many. I mean, these guys that are, uh, you think, oh, they're millionaires. They're delivering pizza on the side so that they can play drums on somebody's album. That one guy, when he wanted to raise, go down the corner, there's a pizzeria
1: yep. looking for help for yep. a driver. A that's from that's Filter, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. from Filter, yeah. How about Rob Zobby talking about if you got to replace somebody, there's a thousand guys that can play the part? To yeah. break it down until how can you hang out with at least two guys <laughs> right <laughs> right I and mean, that's the truth you got to live on yeah. the road
0: you might as well find a guy more that you're whether you're friends with than anything else right. uh I, I think it's uh are you when you look back at it now so i remember last time we had you on the show we had you on the phone you said that you and billy have had reconciled you had yes. uh, had dinner together yes we
1: did we uh had a couple of meals together um he what? wrote the forward to my book
0: oh yeah called life billy and the pursuit of happiness did you, now, for the first contact, had you had you attempted to contact him and weren't able to? Or the first time where he was like, you know, like probably was enough time had passed with you where you're like, you know what, let's just do this. Yeah, I said, you know, we're
1: getting old and uh, people are dying around us. Yeah. I said, I- I'd like to mend this. I was disappointed in the way it ended. And he's, he wrote me back immediately. He said, I was disappointed too. What are we yeah. doing? Emails?
0: Yeah. Emails, yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, I said, we're coming down to Florida because he's with us in florida right and i said let's meet for a meal you know and he says yes let's do this. we met at a little diner
0: had breakfast <laughs> if i was in a diner and i look over and i'm like i don't know i, I think that's billy joe and liberty devito but i also took acid once so that might be, it might be, I know, that must, be flashback crazy. when you first see him are you does all the love rush back or anger yeah, no, the the love. There the was love. no anger at all. And we didn't even
1: talk about that kind of stuff. We just We're talked just about our children that we have now, the older kids, what they're doing, people that have passed away, people who are sick. Yeah, You know, and, uh, you know, people always ask me, if you saw Billy walking down the street, you know, when this whole thing was going on, what would you do? I said, I would go up to him, put my arms around him, say, Bill, I love you, and give him a kiss. Yeah. Well, when we parted ways, we stood there, he put his helmet on him, he's getting on his motorcycle to go home, and I just hugged him, I said... Bill, I love you. I kissed him on the cheek, and he said, "I love you too, Lib."
0: No, that's good. And now you, now that big weight is off to both of you, right? Yeah, that's a that's a smart way to do it. You realize when you get older, you don't have, you, you don't know how many years you have left. Why would you want to take that anger right. to the grave? Yeah, take that to the grave. He was my best buddy
1: for the longest time. We had Thanksgivings, Christmases all together with our families. Yeah, N-
0: never though apologize for anything. Yeah, you don't apologize.
1: You, you, you know, I know.
0: Right. Okay. he wrote the
1: forward to my book,
0: Uh, and that's his way of saying, "Hey, I get you. I get you." Yeah. And I didn't ask him for money. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) It was great because we were sitting there, and and he wants to wind it down. You know, he's getting older. Traveling is is getting harder. And uh, I didn't want my gig back. Yeah. So it was was easy to have it just friends
0: now. I um, I you like that idea of the residency at Madison Square Garden, just playing there? Yeah. I I think he brought Vegas to New York. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. You don't. He doesn't have to travel. No. You can play. I mean, what is he? How many he's setting records for how many shows he does? Is yeah, no like, ending I think in it's sight. like three million dollars something like that. It's great money. It's yeah. and it's it's on automatic pilot because you're getting the same jokes, the same songs, and all the same thing. Uh, do you have a favorite song from mm-hmm. that era? No, um, no. I can tell you what songs I don't like.
1: Okay, <laughs> oh please, that's fine. My yeah. worst song I, I hate is "My Life." My
0: life. Sure. Why? I just don't think it's a good song. I don't I don't mind that song. There are some that I'm like it just uh, like when especially he plays some live and I'm like out of all the songs why are we playing this? Yeah, but my life is the one you don't like, huh? My, well, I, I, there's a couple on the album
1: cuts like Christy Lee and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, garbage. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
1: my life, my life has that piano thing. Da-da-da-da. After yeah. we get off the air, I'll tell you. I was he asked, "I gotta write lyrics to this." I said, oh, "I got lyrics for you," and I
0: told him these lyrics, but I can't tell you uh-huh.
1: all. <laughs> that's why it's an instrumental now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> now, all right, you, what I'll throw some songs to you. Uh, like I only the good die young is probably one of the uh, I think the best song, and uh, then you get into the dramatic... you know that that was a reggae song in the beginning. Well, he'll tell you that in every concert. Yeah. <laughs> he'll yeah. even play the reggae version of Threw it. Threw stuff yeah. at him and, yeah, and yeah. said that terrible yeah so that's true the story he tells that yeah. you like can't do this no okay and then uh because i went to catholic school so that was always meant something to us <laughs> and then uh everybody loves scenes from an italian restaurant yes which is a great epic song the yeah. whole way through do you enjoy playing that or is that boring to you after no all? i like that one you no, did I like that that's fun one. yeah what's your favorite man, drum song sure. to play Well,
1: um, uh, Angry Young Man is fun. You know, everybody says, oh, that must be so hard. No, Extremes in Miami 2017, those are harder because it's like from the beginning to the end, you're you're powerhousing. At least uh, scenes uh, and
0: Angry Young Man, they have these breaks. I love Extremes, which was weird because that wasn't like the other... Billy songs, and then when it came out, I was like, I like this song, and I related to it a lot. Well, I came up with a beat, and, I, and it was like a boom da, boom-boom, ba boom-boom,
1: and I said, write a song to that. Yeah. And he, and he didn't. I had a straight-to-drum beat out, but the lyric goes the, the, to the way beat. the beat goes. Sometimes I'm tired, sometimes yeah,
0: yeah. I'm shy. And I can relate to that song, because that's... Sure. I think I mean, that's, that's, that's what we that's got A about, lot of guys, yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I, for some reason, in my 20s, Vienna hit me i felt like that for me i connected to that song and i kind of i don't even know really what it meant but in my mind i had an idea what it meant and it put things in perspective and i i think that might be my favorite song yeah it is a great one it is a great song and uh and sometimes they do this thing uh where he comes out on stage and he says we'll give you two songs do you want to hear this one or this one does that ever change no, you're always going to hear that. We're always going to ask the two that we know what the answer is.
1: Oh, you know what the Yeah, answer. yeah. There's
0: no ever calling shots in there, like changing the, the lineup or anything, is there? No. no, no. Anytime there's, just, there's something called, it's like if you're going to skip something. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. I, I went to see uh, Billy play recently, a couple of years ago, in Orlando for New Year's Eve. I'm not a big go-out-on-New Year's Eve kind of guy. My son, I thought he'd enjoy going to the show, and uh, my sister and my wife, we went, and Brian Johnson from ACDC was there, and he went up on stage and and sang a song, and I was like, I could see it in his eyes, he wants to rock out so hard like Brian Johnson does, and it's Gotta heard of him that he's a piano nerd.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's a that was the thing. Like, he can't write guitar songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: That's so funny. Uh, I want to remind everybody this is Liberty DeVito, one of the greatest rock and roll drummers. His band, the Lords of Fifty Second Street, with some of the original members of Billy Joel's band like he is, are playing tonight at the Capitol Theater. Tickets are available. You can go to get them at Ruth I wouldn't wait until the walk-up, uh, because you don't wanna you don't want to get there and it'd be shut out. Richie Cannata is there, Liberty is there. Russell Jabbers is there, and a uh, guy who sings in the original key doing the Billy parts. Now, uh, we talked off the air, you have a uh, five-year-old daughter? I do. I have three that are in their 30s and 40s. Right. And then one that's five. I would imagine this is not the same mother as the other children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they basically yeah. all have different mothers. Yeah, oh,
0: really? <laughs> uh, true and, life and of a rock and roll star. And this
1: mother was much younger. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I tell people, I say, you know, you've got, you've got an old car. You bring it to the car dealership. You don't get another old <laughs> car like right, right right that. Right. You get a
0: new one with right. low mileage on it. I tell my wife I'm about to trade her in at any point. Uh, <laughs> any point. <laughs> any point. So, so um, now, g- this is... Uh, if I can get, get a little personal here, when you're in a when you're in a rock band, yes, I know what that's like. When you're in a Billy Joel band, what is the opportunity for? For girls and groupies and all that, like they're not, they're not. Billy's not doing meet and greets. He's not doing a lot of people backstage. There's no big cocaine parties happening anymore. How is it that you're that you're meeting these chicks and all that these days? Like that's the whole point of being <laughs> in a band.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's beyond. The, problem, the problem is, you know, when, when we say, "Hey, can you show us your boobs?" Yeah. You lift up the trench coat <laughs> and sit down by their feet.
0: <laughs> Brett Michaels from Poison said that. He goes, "You know, I do shows now, and the women who." were loving me when I was in Poisoner there, and they're bringing their daughters to the gig, and there's a whole new generation. And he's like, and I got low hanging boobs and high boobs everywhere. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I just what I mean is like, it doesn't seem like that's a big uh, a groupy kind of band for you. I'm sure they're out there, but I mean, I don't know how you interact oh, with. Them. Yeah. Well, in the in the day. You know, we had the song, Just The Way
1: You Are. Oh, we, yeah. The girls awesome were like. I you. can't believe you can relate to it. Uh, can't <laughs> believe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's but, great, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I come here a lot. Uh, I have a, a bunch of friends in, in uh, the Tampa, uh, oh, yeah. St. Pete area. We do this thing called The Sessions. It's uh, a bunch of people, lawyers and roadies and musicians and we go to colleges and uh, talk about like, you could be in the music business, you don't necessarily have to play an instrument, yes, but you could be in the music business you know, and it's a great thing I
0: actually I actually went, so Billy did a thing at uh, a place called the Palladium in St. Pete, very small venue a couple hundred people, and it was through uh, college, and it was that sort of thing where he would come out there and do a couple of songs, but it was mostly about the music business, right. very similar to this and uh, I I was trying to bribe my way in. I was offering to buy a kid from college his books for the entire t- <laughs> his tuition for the year because you had to be a student to get in. And thankfully, that lovely lady over there got me in, and I went there. And um, and I thought that was really it was a really good opportunity for people to stand up and say I'm a. Third school business major, and I'd like to do this. And and here's a guy who, uh, much like you, has been in the ups and downs of the music business. Who better to give you advice? I think that's great that you take the time to do that. Yeah, it's a lot of
1: fun. Uh, you know, because they want to know. You know, it's time to give back. I mean, I'm 71 years old now, and yeah, it's...
0: but you don't just do. You do. You do a lot. Yeah, you're of things. Supposed to say you don't look. You similar. don't look. Yeah, yeah. You you do a lot of stuff with uh, charity for bringing instruments to kids and stuff. The I think that's rock. Yeah, yeah. You know. That that's that's awesome because when I was a kid I remember I had a desire for a short time because they had all these TV commercials of somebody playing the saxophone and I thought I want to be that guy sitting in my window on the fire escape and playing but who the hell can afford a saxophone or lessons and you know what my mother did to me that that I think is still the source of my anger I (laughs) I went to a music school I wanted to play an instrument, and in this music school, they taught guitar, yeah. and they taught accordion, and guess which nerdy instrument she made me take lessons on? I'm um, papa and over there, don't, and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to get laid from playing this thing. Right. The only one that got laid from the accordion is Weird Al, and even those girls weren't the caliber that they needed to be. No. Uh, and Meanwhile, there's people over there playing guitar in the other room, and I'm over there oom um, pa and I'm still mad at my mother for that. But uh, but at the time, if there was a, an after-school program or an opportunity to sit at a drum set or something, life probably would have been a little bit different. Yeah, but with the accordion, you're a smash at family functions. You know, you're Italian, you've got to play all the... You know. Who needs to impress my nanny and papa? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They already loved me as it was. It was not cool at all. I remember my school did a recital. And nobody in my school knew I played the accordion. And then they were like, all right, uh, group B. And I got up and I went up there. And you would think, everybody's like, ooh. But they're not. They were like, hey, nerd, you play the accordion. And it it did not have what I had in my mind. Well, you know that joke. What's the difference between an accordion and a trampoline? What? You don't have to take your shoes off to jump on an accordion. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the absolute truth. Uh, It is very much a pleasure to meet you. I thank you for getting up early and coming in here. Go see the Lords of 52nd Street at the Capitol Theater tonight Eight o'clock. Tickets on sale at uh, ruthdeckerhall. dot com. And uh, next time, next time you come in town, we're gonna set up the drums in here and we'll we'll jam it out. Let's live do in it. Here. Yeah, I was uh, you know, I thought it.
1: that was gonna happen today. Oh, maybe. really? Yeah,
0: I did. I thought. I said to them yesterday. I go, we well, we should get because we have a in, in the studio in St. Pete. We have a full drum set, uh, and I mean, some really great drummers have played on. Mike Portnoy played on those, those drums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you miss the personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, an accomplished drummer. <laughs> uh, but uh, that would be great. All right. Next time that's cool with you, I'll plan it for next time. Uh. Great. Great to meet you. Thank you. Go see the Lords of 52nd Street. we got to take a break. It's the Mike Calder Show. This is 1025 The Bone. You're listening to the